One of the most common tropes in horror movies are the possessed or evil children who manipulate, torture, and try to murder everyone around them. But to see something that's supposed to be a sweet and innocent character acting the complete opposite not only plays with our sense of safety, but also with our own preconceived notions of what is considered good and evil. So it's no wonder why it works so well on screen, but it's even more terrifying and unbelievable when we find these children in real life as well. One of the horror movies that scared me the most, mm-hmm. the original Omen. Mm. That one, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, kids, kids are supposed to be these innocent Annoying. humans. <laughs> yes, but like, <laughs> they, they're naive. They don't know the world. Sometimes yeah. they don't even understand the concept of death. Yeah, and then suddenly. In a movie where a child wants somebody to die and understands that concept is just horrifying. If I may. Yes. Uh, I have a sister-in-law mm-hmm. that has two kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, the oldest is now five. She's five. But at the time she was three, I think. Mm-hmm. Or turning three that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were... It was a very calm night. Mm-hmm. It was in, in the middle of summer, and her mother was putting her to bed, and she whispered, "Dada Allah, kill them all, kill them all, oh like kill them all, kill them all, kill them all." And then the power went out. Oh my God, no! And I met her on the stairs, and it was pitch black everywhere. Well, not pitch black, but it was summer. It was dark. It was the dark. And I was scared. Mm-hmm. And it was thunder outside as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And she told me this. And I was like, I'm on the same floor as this kid. I am scared out of my mind. <laughs> Did you sleep with the lights on? I couldn't. The power was out. All right. Candles. But then, no, then you'll... So you just said I was scared. You're a ghost now. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, I have my dogs, <laughs> and they yes. have not reacted to anything paranormal whatsoever. So. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Back into the episode and the theme of today: Cool Kids. Yeah. Volume one. <laughs> I have a. Uh, it's horrible to joke about it because the. Topics I'm about to cover are, I will say that it's very triggering. It's horrible things I will talk about, and it was really hard even reading about it. So I advise anyone who is sensitive to kids committing crimes, kids being hurt, or even like, if you're sensitive to any anything, just leave. Just, <laughs> this is not for you. I'm very sorry. Come back next episode. We'll do something more fun, maybe. But not today. I don't know about that, though. <laughs> because we are very entrenched in a spooky yeah. swamp right now. We're, we're, we're headed into the spooky areas of, yes. the, of the world. But I guess let's get started with the first one. The first story I will be talking about is the murder of James Bulger. He was born 16th of March 1990 in Liverpool, England. On a trip to the New Strand Shopping Centre in Boodle on February 14th 1993 with his mother Denise Bulger. Her mother was in a butcher shop and looked away for a second and James was gone. He was lost for two days. He was founded by a group of children playing by a railway line, uh, running behind Walton Lane Police Station, approximately four kilometers away from the shopping center. 
He died only slightly under three years old. I've heard about this one and it's absolutely horrible. It is basically a classic, but it's a perfect example of you. You don't believe what you're hearing, but I will explain more on what happened. Yeah. To poor James Bulger. The police, of course, started a search and found some video footage from the shopping center uh, that two boys had dragged James out of there. Mm -hmm. They basically took him by the hand and just left. The police then started asking around for more witnesses and got 38 different statements. Uh, they also figured out who the children were and even got more information from the school they went to. With this, they established a timeline of what happened to James uh, that day. So what happened? Two boys named Robert Thompson and John Venables, both only 10 years old, was absent from school that day and shoplifting at the mall. Uh, some of the items they shoplifted was then later on also tied to the case. They also stated that they were during this day also actively looking for a target of what is not clarified, but the intent is clear. The target became James and they just took him by the hand and left, as I told earlier. Only 400 meters away from the mall, James was dropped on his head and received his first face injury. He was, according to witnesses, crying and extremely distressed. Some even said calling out for his mother, while others said he was laughing. Some even claimed to have seen several injuries on his face, so he was apparently wounded during the entire trip. It was a four kilometer walk that he went on. Some even tried to talk to the boys, but got dismissed with a vague explanation that they were his brother or that James was lost and they're helping him find his way home. So, although there were 38 people who saw them that day, nobody stopped the boys. When they reached the town of Walton, they led James up a steep bank and onto a railway line. But this is unfortunately where James would be tortured, killed, and two days later found. So the investigation progressed. They examined the body and looked at physical evidence. They questioned the boys, all that stuff. And what they found is an unbelievable. Like, even to me today, I still can't believe that two 10-year-old boys did this. And I will again give a trigger warning, because this is where I'll go into details on what happened. Uh... They reportedly poured blue mo they reportedly poured blue model paint that they stole from the mall into his left eye. They tried to put or push batteries into his mouth that were also stolen from the mall. They he was kicked and beaten with rocks and bricks that was laying around the railway. He was found naked from the waist down and was not even wearing underwear or socks and the pathologist's report in court said that his foreskin had been forcibly retracted. Some even speculated that they even put the batteries into his anus but there was no proof for this and the boys denied this while basically admitting to everything else. So I don't think that happened but I just wanted to note that for those who are have heard of it before. They also dropped a 10 kilogram iron bar, um, described as a railway fish plate, onto his head, causing 10 head fractures or skull fractures. They estimated and counted that James suffered a total of 42 injuries and none of them could be determined as the fatal blow. Uh, there were simply too many injuries to determine a single one as being the final one. He was then laid across the railway tracks and his head was put into the rubble uh, to try and make it look like it was his own accident. They basically tried to cover up what they did. After they left, the, the body was cut in half by a train. One of the most horrifying details is that some experts estimated that he might have survived for a few minutes after the attacks but it was not the railway like the train that killed him so he the only thing they could 
get out of that was that he was tortured to death. There was no killing blow. There was no, no, like, he was simply tortured. Is horrible. I'm just sitting here shaking my head because even though I've heard this before, it's just awful. Mm. Absolutely awful. It is. And just the, just seeing your head like look outside and see a kid ten year old. Yeah. And imagining them doing my that. My sister is ten years old. Exactly. Look at her and then look at what they did or because there was no adult intervention, there was nobody telling them to do this or anything just what they did. I will go into what happened in the case and just some more details to add to this. Yeah. Um, the boys uh, and in uh, a unique thing about this case is that the boys, the 10 year olds were put on adult trial. So they were like everything was as if they were adults, even though they're 10 years old. They were then put in eight years of detention, basically, which is basically jail for children, I would like to mention. Uh, but it was also for re rehabilitation and education. Uh, what I found horrifying is that when reading about the boys, they both seemed to have extremely troubling homes with ad like addictions, they were neglected, there was even a mention of that one of the boys was in a household where two of his siblings were special needs so he basically got forgotten and not like he got no attention at home either and didn't do well at school so i absolutely don't sympathize with what they did i do sympathize with the life they had because it was not it wasn't as if there were normal kids and out of nowhere killed someone they were extremely troubled and they had very tumultuous homes when reading about it. I will not go into details because it's too many, but there were a lot. There were addictions, neglect, no attention, no love. So this was basically, some say that this was their way of taking control over something in their life because they couldn't control their home. They couldn't control school, but they could control a kid who was younger than them. After reading about this, uh, I was so mortified when the trial took 17 days and only 20 minutes went into talking about their mental health. Like, of course it's a crime, of course they, they might not talk a lot about it, but 20 minutes out of 17 days when they're troubled young boys is just horrifying. That, that aspect really annoyed me. Um, and it was also reported that after they was released, around 18 or 18 years old, both of them had PTSD. So they didn't, they didn't feel very good about what they did, of course. However, there, there are still some troubling details about, uh, especially Venables, after he was released. So Venables was 2010, returned to prison and accused of child pornography and he was also like he went to prison for it so he did have child pornography he had previously also been caught excessively drinking doing cocaine and having teenage girlfriends and fighting outside bars he was once again 2007 recalled to prison for possession possession of child abuse imagery so this is a personal opinion. I want to state that there's nothing that's really... I base this on nothing on my, but my own opinion. But something that makes me worried is that maybe it was just one of the boys doing the worst of it, so to speak. Doing the worst offenses. And I did a quotation mark in there while saying that. And the other one has to suffer horrific consequences for one kid's ideas and actions and I don't know which one it is 
because like I've heard that as well mm-hmm. like I don't know the names by heart mm-hmm. um, but what I've heard is that it's one kid that asked the other mm-hmm. uh, like let's go shoplift mm-hmm. and then let's go do this let's go do that but I couldn't find that anywhere when I researched there was no evidence of that mm-hmm. it, I think reading about their future afterwards I can guess who it was, but there's nothing confirming that. That's why I didn't mention it. And that's all I wanted to say about that. Um, I wanted to just uh, say that I used information from the Sunday Times magazine, uh, The Guardian, uh, and there was a site called Snopes that basically fact-checked a lot of stuff, and that's where I found a lot of the contradictory stuff was... Uh, mentioned such as the batteries and how they was used mm. that was uh, uh, basically broken by them i also read uh, more details on the independent magazine poor kid poor kid he was just under three years old basically two i've heard like in, according to my memory mm-hmm. the mother was a single mom and wasn't really well off mm. so it was just them that could be no when i when i read the the when i read about his mother yeah she was in a relationship with whoever i don't remember what his first name was but it was the bulger name was from the father mm-hmm. it was not her name yeah um and they got another child after James passed away uh, but the relationship didn't work so they broke up and then sometime later she met another man and had two more children and is happy with him still what I understand but she wasn't a single mom that's basically what I'm trying to say that's not what I found at all she was married to someone named Bulger and that was the father's name it was Bulger not hers oh, so okay. but just the thought like Imagine, okay, first of all, imagine having kids. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right? Cheers to that. <laughs> I don't have anything in my glass, okay. but we can clink anyway. Thank you. Um, I don't like kids. They're not my favorite. No. However, imagine, imagine having kids going just to a mall or to the store with them and they disappear. Mm-hmm. Like, I did this-ish once. When I was, like, three, mm-hmm. we were at the Skånes djurpark. <laughs> I will not translate that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, Southern Sweden Zoo? Basically. Yeah. Uh, with my godparents. Mm-hmm. My godfather and my godmother. Um, and we were walking around, and we were at this seal not really enclosure because at that time and for what i can remember later on they didn't really have a fence or anything it was Mm -hmm. just basically enclosure it was just basically a dock and then water and you can get really close to the seals Mm -hmm. and they lost track of me (laughs) and i was three I mean, like, the age range is the same. So just imagining finding you two days later. Exactly. That's like, it's just, um, like, even though I don't want kids, I would never wish anything harm on them. Absolutely not. And this, when I read this, I actually cried sometimes because it's so horrible on all ends. There are no positives in the case. There are no happy endings except i guess for the mother she was able to move on and have more kids so i'm yeah, happy but, for her but this will but forever be in her memory yeah. as well yeah and she will basically have ptsd forever yeah. and the boys had and like every, nobody involved got a good ending of it exactly it's just horrible on all ends it's exactly. not as if the boys was happy doing it they showed extreme remorse afterwards somehow they got PTSD, they led a troubling life, like there was n- nobody who gained anything from this. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's also hard, it's hard for me to be mad at the boys just because what I re- like, yeah. just because of their background. They weren't 
kids who were evil out of nowhere. Yeah. It was troubled kids trying to take something good in their life, take some control or just, yeah, yeah. in the worst way possible. Exactly. Uh, and again, I want to say it again. I have no sympathy for what they did. Nothing excuses what they did. But I have sympathy for their situation. Just double saying that. I'm just biased from what I've heard before. So yeah. I can't really pity or feel any kind of sympathy. I don't pity them. But it's more understandable when you understand the background. Yeah. The, like, it's not good. Also, don't worry. I didn't fall into the seals. <laughs> like... <laughs> You were not fed to the seals. <laughs> I didn't fall into the water. I just left with another family. <laughs> I, that's also very troubling, just so you know. That's not a comfort. I just hanged with them for a while. Okay. I scared my godparents. And Half to death, probably. Exactly. They bought everything that I wanted <laughs> from the gift shop. But you, should have, you should have bought them whatever they wanted. I didn't have money. I was three. Okay. Uh, so don't worry. <laughs> Like, I'm not normal, but that's not because... It's not, not because, because of, of that. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So the next story is literally like it's taken from a movie mm -hmm. and the movie i'm referring to in this case is called orphan have you heard of it or seen it don't think so no no so the story is about a couple who adopts a sweet looking child uh, into their family but as it turns out it's not a child it's actually an adult woman uh, yes she the the child being woman uh, is apparently after a romantic relationship with the father and has done so in several other families and when she and she tries to manipulate the entire family for her own goals but when he refuses her approaches she tries to kill them all why then tell him the little girl in the picture is not really a little girl she's a grown woman what what are you talking about the picture that i sent you is of our adopted daughter and she's 9 years old no, she's not. She has a rare hormone disorder. It's called hypopituitarism. It causes proportional dwarfism. She only looks like a child. According to our records, Lena Klammer was born in 1976. She's 33 years old. This can't be. This is a mistake. I hope so. The fuck? Yes. Uh, so, it's a very interesting movie. I do recommend you to watch it. But the story I'm about to tell you mm -hmm. is a true case that I think inspired the movie. There is uh, confusing uh, details of that, but basically I found this case through just looking around the internet. And okay. They're very similar, but this story is so much more twisted and gruesome than the movie. If you think the movie's bad, just... Strap on in. Okay, oh, I'll wait. take a wild ride. On May 7th, 2007, in Karim, Czech Republic, a man came home with his newborn baby and had bought a baby monitor to make sure to keep an eye on it at all times. But when installing it, he accidentally connected to the neighbor's camera. The screen showed a young boy, naked and with his hand tied behind his back, eating food off the concrete floor from a windowless room. He of course contacted the local police, who immediately acted upon it. They knocked on the neighbor's door and eventually crashed in after no response. They found two adult women and three children inside. The naked boy on the floor was eight years old, with only a bucket to serve as the toilet in his basement room. The mother, Klara Marodova, was at first accused as the lone perpetrator, but as the case went on, that conclusion was not as clear as it had seemed. 
how can you be so evil that you, first of all, you bring a child into the world and then basically tortures them so they don't know anything other than torture for the entire childhood Mm -hmm. or possibly die from it. Like, how... How... How? This is... You're in for a wild ride. Well, good, I'm strapped in, so... Okay. Let's... So, to explain the entire story, yeah. I will jump back two years before, in 2015. Clara Maurerova lived with her two sons, Andrei, six, and Jakub, eight. After the father left her, after a few years into the family life, so she was a single mother with two sons. The boys did well in school and lived a pretty idyllic life at this point, when Clara's sister, Katarina, visited and brought 13-year-old Anna along. Anna Järvinen was apparently an abused child from Norway with several illnesses such as leukemia, kidney failure, and she even had moments of going deaf or blind and or blind, so to speak, and so on. She also claimed to have been abused and sold off to a sex trafficking ring and raped several times. So Clara, being the kind-hearted woman she is, sympathized with Anna and took her under her wing and welcomed her into her home. The sons, however, immediately didn't seem to like Anna and there was some issues there. They didn't really get along with their new sister. Since Anna was ill, she had to visit the doctor several times. Like, if she has leukemia, that's like, well, duh, she got to visit the hospital a lot of times. But for all the doctor visits uh, Anna went through, Clara is never the one to take her there. It's her sister, Katarina, who brought Anna to her to begin with. And she also started receiving strange text messages from the doctor, who gives her different instructions and information on how to care for Anna because she's sick. Since when does doctors text you? This one did, apparently. So it was not the first instructions, but one of the early ones that struck Clara as a bit odd, but she still did it, might I add, was to massage or rub Anna's entire body, but focusing on the groin area until Anna was happy, quote-unquote. Moving on to 2006. The boys spend more and more time at their grandparents' place, while Clara devotes all of her attention to Anna, and even decides to try and adopt her. But the doctor, who somehow got a hold of her, he had, like, diplomatic papers and her medical records to prove that he was her doctor. It was It's really convoluted, but yeah. He claims that it's not possible to adopt her since the authorities are going to notice that the boys aren't mean to Anna, quote-unquote. Uh, and he goes on to say that she needs to cleanse the boys from evil spirits. So his solution is hard discipline and physical punishments. Starting to make sense, right? This is not a fucking doctor, though. No. So... Clara, not knowing what to do, follows these instructions and starts physically abusing her sons by beating them with her bare hand, wooden spoon, or even a belt. She would sometimes even lock them in, like, in the toilet or small rooms or, like, cupboards. Again, most of the texts I had to read were, like, check. And I had to Google translate it, so some of the stuff were hard to decipher what they meant. A lot about this case is, was hard to find just because there are no English sources. There are only Czech. But the details I'm about to tell you next is still under a lot of mystery. And I will try to tell the version as well as I understood it. And not try to convolute it more for people. But even though they received hard discipline and punishments, the doctor was still not pleased. And decides that the boys need more quote-unquote therapy. Now the boys, as well as Anna, are brought to a cottage in the middle of nowhere, where they were tortured for eight days. I want to say right now, it's very vague on what Clara's part in this was, where sometimes I read that she partook in the torturing, and some said that she was not to act as a mother and 
comfort them. So I will take it as she didn't really participate in it. But those who did were Clara's sister, Katarina. It was a woman called Nancy, real name Hannah, and was supposedly also a teacher or summer camp leader. Again, the translations were odd, but she worked with kids as a teacher or summer camp leader and seemed to be a colleague of Clara and Katarina's. So they knew each other since before. Uh, there was a Jan T, uh, who was also a summer camp leader or teacher, depending on the translation, as well as a Jan S. I have mainly just one question. Yes. Again, <laughs> how can you bring a child into this world and then just blindly get on with this? Like, how can you blindly believe a doctor you, that you've never met mm-hmm. and just torture your children? I want to mention that this is one year in of Anna living there. So she was basically subsequently manipulated into believing that this sure. was the me- method. And this is not confirmed, but I read somewhere that she had in her childhood... Clara, that is, had early signs of schizophrenia. So I would say that she maybe was not the most mentally stable person to begin with. And then when all of this happened, she... That explains, like, everything. Yeah. So it's not like she was... She didn't maltreat the the kids ever before. Mm. But a small push was enough. A small push in the right direction. Yeah. And then another push. And then another one. And another one. And let me remind you, it's her own sister who also takes part in this. And that's also absolutely horrible. And that's why seeing everybody else around you accept what you're doing and even helping you cover it, it kind of makes you feel like you're not doing anything wrong. But the thing is, Hmm. this October, 13th of October, Mm -hmm. my man's sister had a lovely baby boy. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm not blood-related to him. Mm-hmm. But I love him. And you would die for him. Yes. <laughs> and I spoil him rotten. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. So you have to be extremely out of your mind to even push your sister into this. And then participate in all of this. Mm-hmm. Like, Yanni Jesus. Mm-hmm. But... I will now go into what happened during those eight days. Oh no. It's never the, it's always the hard part. So the boys were, during this time, kept in dog cages where they couldn't even stand up. Uh, They were not even let out to go to the toilet, so they were basically standing in their own fecal matter. Uh, They were not allowed to even talk to each other. Their heads were supposedly dunked in a bucket of water in an attempt to not drown them, but like... Give them brain damage. I guess. It's horrible. They uh, burned them by putting cigarettes out on their bodies. And was scratched with forks. uh, And taught to... Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Scratched by forks? Yes. That is... I don't know what... It's like... It's just something about that that's just absolutely hilarious. Like, you just get a fork from your drawer and like... You're horrible. I know, I know, but just like everything else is just so horrible, and then just the description scratched by forks. But I, I think it's not as if scratching an itch, it's like. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I know, that sure. I know that it's horrible um, that I'm laughing about it, but it still sounds. Of all the th- stuff that could come up. <laughs> yeah, it just sounds hilarious. Yeah. I know it's not. They're like. 
So they were also, like, to continue, Yeah. they were also taught to swear and beat each other. So they basically turned the boys against each other, even. So they just learned the boys how to swear? Yeah, that's basically what they did. They kind of forced them to swear a lot, too. Like, again, with my sister-in-law's kid. Yeah. I have two dogs. Yeah. And they only go down from, like, the sofa or the bed if you say, fuck off. <laughs> so we learned the kid, three years old, to say, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off, Lilo. But that's for a useful thing, not because you want to torture them. I know. <laughs> but again, kids and swearing, it's hilarious. It is. So just, like... Including that in torture is mm-hmm. also just mind-boggling to me. But it, I think it's it serves more as another layer of the mental... Yeah, of uh, course. ...degrading stuff. Of course. And I haven't even gotten to the worst part. Oh, no. Uh, the most triggering situation of, during their stay, uh, according to me, is an event that the boys, where the boys' mouths were taped shut the heads covered by bags, their hands and feet were tied to their back, and was once again burned by cigarettes. It didn't end there, though. Jacob, at one point, was even forced to dig his own hole and pretend to be dead in it. As if that wasn't enough, they apparently cut off a piece of tissue from Andre's behind, burned the wound, and some even claim that the boys were then force-fed this piece of flesh. And simultaneously, as that happened, uh, they held on to their privates. It's not details on what they did. They held on to their privates while all of this was happening. Their own privates or no, just... the boys' privates. So the grown-ups held on to their privates? No. The grown-ups held on to the boys' privates. Yeah, exactly. That's what I meant. Okay. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Like, honestly. This is mind-boggling, I know. But Clara claims that this psychologically destroyed her. Like, she, she was not happy about any of this. She, she st- shouldn't be. Exactly. She shouldn't be, like, jumping around, dancing, like, singing songs. She but, should be horrified. But She's the mom. She basically saw four other adults doing that. She's the mother! Anyway, this was all instructed by Anna's doctor. And Clara was also told to show favoritism to Anna in order to help her trauma and illnesses. Mind you, Anna was also brought there to be tortured. After the eight days, the boys were brought home before they were going to be relocated somewhere else for more therapy because the doctor was not pleased with all of that, apparently. But of course, in the meantime, they were brought back home, locked into the basement, and the torture by Clara continues. I don't know how long this went on for, but this is the point where the neighbor notices and it is all stopped. Well, that's good. So, but this... The torture and abuse went on for about a year. So this after is... this? No, 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 no. The, uh, no. Like, in total, <laughs> not after this. Thank fuck. Um, the three children were then apprehended and took into a home, which I, it's called a kangaroo. The home was called kangaroo. That's kind of cute. And they were taken in, and the investigation started on the case. One one thing I wanted to point out is that during the investigation and when asking all of the people possibly involved, many point out that Clara was was so devoted to Anna and caring towards her because she thought she simply saw a sick and traumatized kid. Like So she put her own children so they could be sick and traumatized. Well that's just great, isn't it? Yes. The truth that was unfolded during the investigations of the case, however, yeah. is startling to say the least. So when the police arrived, they of course also took the 13-year-old Anna into custody, just like the boys. The kids were then put into a childcare called Kangaroo, as I mentioned. The news and the police were, however, startled when Anna fled from this custom- custody, so she just ran away. 
the police had already suspicions of who, who this Anna was because she seemed to have no legitimate birth certificate nor ID. She was then lost for a while, but a few months later, she was confirmed to have been in Denmark for a while. It's getting close to home. It's just over the water here. It's uh, very close because we have the water right there. Yeah. We have Denmark right there. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Uh, the chase continued, though, as they never caught Anna in Denmark. But she later again showed up in Norway. Uh, in another odd child abuse case that I will not go into, but it was another child abuse case. This time as the 13-year-old boy, Adam. Well, that's just great. Yes. The authorities were confused and still needed a testimony from her from the first case because she was not accused of anything. She was thought to be a victim, yeah, not anything else. So uh, she was sent to... Czech Republic again and apprehended for further questioning. The police had their suspicions very early on of Anna's true identity, but with a DNA test, it was uh, confirmed that she was in fact Barbara Sklova, a 31-year-old woman who posed as a child due to her young looks given to her by the illness hypopituitarism, as mentioned earlier in the clip too. It's the same disease that the orphan Girl. From the movie Orphan. <laughs> yeah. She was also a college graduate with a degree in the dramatic arts. So she was basically a really good actor, too. She was apparently friends with Katerina and through her used Clara's kindness to infiltrate her home. Her and Katerina also seemed to either be colleagues or classmates at the college. Again, the translations are very confusing on this. But she basically fabricated her entire backstory and her illnesses for the investigation. In the investigation, she also went through an extensive examination that showed that she had gone through a breast reduction as well as a liposuction in order to maintain her young looks. This was presumed to also happen during the time she stayed with Clara. So the time she went to the doctor and was hospitalized for a while, it was for those procedures in order to try and look, keep looking younger. I don't know really how this happened, but of course she claimed to have been raped several times through the sex ring. She even claimed that Clara got her raped several times and that she also was raped after Clara in the Norway case. But in the examination, they saw no signs of intercourse and that she in fact was a virgin. I don't really know how that works. I think that's kind of not really... I don't know how you prove that, because some say it's not possible. It's not like you have a hymen and it's, it breaks. No, but they concluded that she was in fact a virgin. There was no signs of anything happening down there. Okay. Just saying, that's, that's what the court <clears throat> took up and... So it shall be. During the eight days in the cottage that I talked about in middle nowhere, she even acted along as if she was one of the people who got tortured, when in fact it was all an act. She acted like it was a part of it that was actually participating in hurting and terrorizing the boys during the duration. Uh, there was also the mystery doctor, that I talked about. Some messages has also been shown to be sent by Barbara or Katerina, Clara's sister. Who exactly it is, is unknown, but my guess is that it's a combination of a lot of people. All of this was, however, never confessed by Barbara, and it was only through physical evidence and other testimonies that this came forward. In the end, I... Of course, Clara is, is, she's not innocent, but she was highly manipulated. Yeah, like if you have the signs of schizophrenia mm -hmm. and the fact that her sister took advantage of this mm -hmm. and participated in everything, mm -hmm. the mother is not blameless. No. She's not. Mm. But the aunt, however, mm -hmm. the auntie should be 
burn it, burned at the stake. I would like to mention now that the mother, the sister, and all the other people, the uh, Nancy and the two Jans, mm -hmm. were all, they all got prison sentences. Well, they should. Yeah. Because so, none of them are innocent in this no, case. No. Another thing about this case that is extremely interesting, <laughs> more twists and turns if you weren't ready for it, what baffled the case even more was the odd connections and implications that a cult was involved called the Grail Movement. It is a religious cult, I will say that now. This cult even made an official claim once they got involved in the case, saying they were not involved in the case. But of course, what would they say otherwise? Yeah. You, you yeah. don't want to be connected to this. Don't no. But, yeah. but the, there are several, there are so many details that I find impossible to make it not connected to the Grail movement. And I will go through why. The first hint was found during the break-in of the house, during the first day of the case. They apparently found papers or pamphlets. It's again, the translations were hard to understand, but papers or pamphlets about the Grail movement. They were presumably owned by Katarina and not Clara. Another big red flag is that the Czech leader for the cult, because it's all over Europe, apparently started in Germany in the 40s, but... Of course! Yes. Like, I'm sorry, Germany, but you have a history You have that... the worst rep. <laughs> yeah, you have the worst rep, and I feel bad for you. <laughs> but not really. <laughs> you can do better! Get it together! But... I believe in you! But anyway, so the Czech leader for the cult was called Joseph Skrla, which, plot twist, is Barbara's father. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. And do you remember one of the Jan S that I said I would mention later on? Is that her brother? Or... Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> That's her brother and also Joseph's son. Oh no. Another highly interesting detail is when Barbara was confirmed to be in Denmark, they tried to contact Joseph for an interview just because he was the leader of the cult and they seemed to have some implications of being involved. Mm. So they tried to ask him too. He denied because he was in Denmark. Oh no. <laughs> it's just insane to me. But they couldn't frame the cult for it because there was no real... I don't know, I can't believe I'm saying this, but there were no real ties to it. But come on! It's all over! So, we're here for the cult stuff! <laughs> well, that's basically... Like, these people have no connection, like, except for being in this cottage. Like... Just imagine, imagine them like busting through the door and like we're here for the cold stuff. <laughs> like it's so horrible that I have to make something funny yeah. at this point because I I can't live in a world where this exists. Like really, yeah. I have to joke it away. Yeah. And it's horrible. It's a defense mechanism and. Uh, I, I want to add another detail that I was baffled by. Like, I haven't written this down. This is... I'm... I'm, uh, I'm my plot ends here, basically. But I wanted to add a detail of Nancy, one of the uh, participants in the cottage. Yeah. She was supposedly an old friend of Clara and Katerina. And as I take it, a part of the cult as well. Probably, since they're, she's a close friend of Katerina, and Katerina supposedly a part. Anyway, you get the stuff. Yeah. And she, <laughs> she was a teacher, or again, it's very, very vague. But basically, she was a teacher, and apparently, also Barbara was some kind of teacher along with her. And in the same school, she went from going 
there as a teacher to going there as a kid called Anna. And, and no one, like, and raised Nancy, an eyebrow no, at this? No, and Nancy never questioned it, apparently, because... And her, every time they would question her about it, because she was questioned about this a lot, because she was not accused at the start. Oh, at first it was the mother, then the sister, and then like everyone was added consecutively. The more information they got about the case, yeah. So she she just went to the news and spoke about her side of the story. And when they asked, well, didn't you react when, like Barbara became Anna and your student all of a sudden? She was like, her response every time was along the lines of. I don't know what to say. I never I never thought anything strange about Barbara being Anna. That's all she said basically in her Because defense. she's into cult stuff. <laughs> exactly. I'm like That's the only reason I can think of. It's like when when you're hearing all this you're you're like all the time, why? Why? And how? Why? <laughs> and then you hear the cult and the relations and everything and you're like, of course. So the also, a theory I have is there, like, just the idea of first there was Anna who went into your family, there was a child abuse case, she then fled to Norway, was Adam, and there was a child abuse case. She's extremely tied to the cult and makes me wonder if this is some kind of weird thing that's a part of the cult, or if this is just her individual wishes that is brought through the cult. Dark thought. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot, so I've been told. I have not investigated this. Mm-hmm. Like, keep that in mind. But I've heard that the, there's a lot of, like, child pornography going around on the dark web. Filming and capturing mm-hmm. kids and doing all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've been told, what if this cult is somehow entwined in all of this like in the dark web shit like i'm sorry to debunk you already but during the police investigations there were no sign of filming or photographing there was no pornographic material whatsoever on this yeah the second thought (laughs) what if this is just like their own like cult stuff exactly that's what i'm saying but they earn like their living and money der- like from the dark web like there's this underground thing conspiracy theory i'm just saying there the case is shrouded in a lot of mystery but one thing that the police were pretty adamant on is that was no child pornography going on yeah like i get that, that that's weird if they're entwined in the dark web shit but however, however, there's no evidence against this. Okay, that... <laughs> the do lack... you have tinfoil? <laughs> I do. <laughs> because I want a tinfoil hat. Like, honestly, my memory on Facebook from a year ago, me and my dog Lilo was wearing a tinfoil hat. I have pictures. And I want one now. <laughs> because honestly... Like, I feel my mind, like, expanding, like... <laughs> it's like, when reading this, I was losing my mind the more I found about this. I There's a lot of details I haven't even mentioned that makes it even worse, probably. But I'm just... <laughs> I can't even go into it. I just... Honestly, I just need more wine. <laughs> The Bulger case is very known and very public and that was very easy to research but horrible. Mm. While the Kurim case, it's called the Kurim case because that's where it happened. Like that's where they lived in Kurim. So it's called the Kurim case if anyone feels like researching a bit more. And if you know, check. Yeah, (laughs) like if anybody knows check, will fact check. (laughs) Stop. Will fact check my my research and if anything's wrong please tell me i will add it to the next episode if i didn't say anything wrong i just found it found it highly interesting and so intriguing 
I want to mention that I had three sources, I would say. I didn't write them down. Uh, That's stupid. Yeah, I know. But one of them, I have one of them here. Let's see. It's uh, one of them is actualne.cz. I can't pronounce it. We'll put it in the description. Yeah, I'll put it in the descriptions because I can't pronounce it for shit. And another source, I guess, was a thread written by Underpopular on uh, Reddit. Because he basically uh, translated the entire thing's happening in a very cohesive manner. So I used that as a guide while double-checking the facts from actualne.cz. Um, so anyway, yeah, <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed hearing these stories as much as I did researching and telling about them. One of them horrible, the other one extremely convoluted and so mysterious. Like, I didn't enjoy it because it's horrible. <laughs> but it interests me. Mm. It's, it's, it, like, it's a huge difference for me because yeah. I don't want to be interested in this dark yeah. stuff yeah. but I am. It's, it's, yeah. I know too much about too many circulars. <laughs> like, it's not okay. Like, if I had, if we in school had a quiz about circulars, I would, would have gotten it. would have aced it. Every time. Hell yeah. So, I don't like it. Like, I don't... Mm, you don't no. want to like it. I don't want to But you like can't help the morbid like curiosity exactly exactly one thing that really surprises me is that uh the curian case is so interesting there are so many intrigues and point of views and arguments and yeah. mystery and twists and turns yeah because like. you're first like oh this is why oh this is why oh what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh but like i didn't find many or any other podcasts or YouTube videos really going in on it. Yeah. There were some unknown, I guess, but not really any of the bigger ones. I couldn't find like, yeah. any of those I know even mentioning it. And I just wanted to sprinkle some of my uh, <laughs> knowledge on it. I don't know. I just wanted to spread the news. The current case is fucked. <laughs> and I do appreciate the more hidden cases. Mm. Because you've heard a lot about, you know, the normal serial killers and the, the high profile cases. Mm. Like, most people have heard about the Onisian case in some way or, or another. Mm -hmm. But the Curum case you haven't heard about. Especially if you're not from either, because it was mostly highlighted in Czech news or Norwegian. Of course. Um, so Not Danish? <laughs> not really. Just because they didn't apparently do much in Denmark. They were just, much? They were just, much? <laughs> they were just confirmed to have been there. That's all it was. But then they were. she was found in Norway pretending to be a young boy. Anyway, I would like to thank people. Thank whoever is listening for... Dealing with my <laughs> odd interests and cases I want to go in on. And dealing with my odd uh, jokes. Awkward jokes. My very awkward, dark jokes. But I think we need that. In times of dire, dire, dark stuff, we need some laughs. We need to deal with it somehow. Yeah. yeah. And we're not... You're not looking down on anything in the cases you... you on <laughs> I just... I would... React live. Yeah. I just react live. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And when I hear like scratch by forks, I just imagine something totally different than it actually is. Which it, it's a horrible thing. Yeah. Yet you monster left. <laughs> yes. I am a monster. And I. I don't object. <laughs> I like how I'm trying to finish the episode and you went on another another tangent. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll just keep quiet. I'll hide behind the curtain. Okay, so I'll finish it on my own then. So, I'd just like to finish by thanking anyone who listened this far. And if anybody found it interesting, please follow us on 
Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts. We'll try to upload to YouTube, but there seems to be some technical difficulties. And we do have a Facebook page. Yes. So if you want any updates or you want to talk do, to... And I'm sorry, we do have a Twitter as well. Yeah. We'll work on that. Yeah. We are still work. It's This is still a very new project and we're just testing the waters. Yeah. And so we would like to ask everyone who listens to give us any feedback they want on our Facebook or Twitter. It would be much appreciated and we would just like to hear what you think and what you think we can do to improve. Take it away. Bah! <laughs> <laughs>